I'm not going to clap. Oh my God, I didn't move the mic towards me at all. <laughs> Why is it so like limp? Why is it so what? Limp. Oh, well. Hi. Hi. How are how you? How are you doing? I saw you like literally two days ago, but how are you? <laughs> <laughs> I'm good, you know. Oh. What? No, you, you, you talk, Bear Bear. Yeah, you t- you tell us our your truth. Uh, not our truth, but your truth. <laughs> what? Give us another one. Beep beep. Beep beep. Beep beep. Maria? Nope, just a yawn. She's gone silent. She knows she's being recorded now. She's like, oh, what? What? Got a little hair on your face. What? Speak your truth, girl. Oh. How was your day, Bear Bear? How are you? Bear She's not talking. Come here. Oh? It's because I picked her up. Oh, it was a protest. It was a protest. All right, so how are you? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Good. You know, just getting back to work and like wishing I wasn't at work. Yeah, I went into work yesterday. And for some reason, I, like, got there early. That was pretty uh-huh. absurd to me. And then I, like, left. And I was like, that was so fucking exhausting. <laughs> <laughs> I, I know. Let me do that. And so then today, I was like, I'm going to work from home. <laughs> See, yesterday I worked from home. And I, like, prepared for a meeting with Amy, my boss, I guess. And then I was like, I'll read a paper next. And I got like halfway through and I was like, that's good. I think like the thing, first of all, so true, Queen. All I did was make a planner for this year. <laughs> so that's definitely like really definitely work. But it was like something that wasn't exactly relaxing. And so I felt like it was work mm. that I could do instead of my real work. Anyways, um, Yeah, the reason I've been so exhausted is I have been, I think, especially with my work, is I've been doing a literature review and then trying to figure out new math. And I didn't know I was a theorist. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. So I'm a little, I, it's hard. Yeah. (laughs) And I'm stupid. (laughs) No, you're not. I'm not. It's just, like, it's so crazy that, like, figuring out new physics is, like, kind of hard. Yeah, like, I just thought it was going to be easy. So You can just come up with stuff, right? I'm, like, basically there. I'm, like, pretty positive I'm going to make up some shit and then just be, like, go to my advisor and be, like, see, I've done it. And he's going to be, like, no, what the fuck does this even mean? And I'm going to be, like, <laughs> that's the beauty of it. Don't you understand? I thought you would get it. Yeah. <laughs> Goodness. Why am I getting a PhD? <laughs> you should be getting... No, I mean, he already has one. He's done many years. He's very smart. I do not want to criticize him. He's very smart. (laughs) But I'm definitely, like, not going to get it right on the first try. I definitely am going to, like, have to talk to him. Because I... Like, a lot of people... Like, a lot of, like, the easy things have been done, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, F equals MA. (laughs) You know, easy. Easy. I know, it's not easy. It was definitely not easy the time that it was time either but <laughs> just figured out like a law literally like a law of physics like literally the most important <laughs> probably thing in physics <laughs> mm. uh, just created calculus and i'm just doing like a silly little goofy very like subsect of physics so like it's not yeah anyways <laughs> um it's hard yeah and it's probably not even as hard as I think it is. And then I'm going to go talk to my advisor and he's going to make me, he's not going to intentionally make me feel bad, but he is going to make me feel bad. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. I, I get that. That's yeah. That's usually how I feel. Yeah. Cause they're like, Oh, like good start. But uh-huh. why do you have this term? And then you sit there and you look at it and you're like, I don't fucking know. I really, I it looks know. nice. <laughs> there are so many times that I have told that man, I had a reason at some point. I don't know what it is anymore. Yeah. Yeah. And he'll be like, oh, um, 
maybe you remember your reasoning for why you do things and research yeah. daily. And I'm like, valid criticism. <laughs> no, that's like part of the meeting for Amy is like, so it's supposed to be a new year meeting. And she's like, what are three scientific questions that you want to answer? And what experiments will you do? Big ask. That is a lot to say. And I was like, hmm. Hmm. Yeah, if my advice asked that, <laughs> I'd be like, do you ever have a dream? <laughs> do you ever dream where you could do whatever and, you wanted? <laughs> yeah, exactly. In conclusion, I'm bad at <laughs> science. Really, it's math at this point, which I didn't sign up for, so. I didn't sign up for, says the PhD student in electrical yeah. engineering. <laughs> In quantum computing. It's chill. Uh, anyway. Anyway. Oh, you know what else dumb. I saw oh. today? That hmm. was kind of dumb. Hmm. The Rolling Stones 200 Top Singers. What? Why was it dumb? There was just, there were a couple I did not agree with. Should I look? Yes, um... you should look. Okay. I don't mind I don't mind number one, Aretha Franklin. Like yes. Okay, I'm gonna start at one and work my way the other way. I don't know. Yeah. We'll look through one through twenty and then we'll Where oh my goodness, it's not looking. Oh god. Okay. Yeah, Aretha Franklin, that's like valid. I'm good with Whitney Houston. Yeah. I don't know if she's number two for me. Um I'm do I know Sam Cook? <laughs> I think I think the one that really got me was John Lennon at twelve. No way. Okay, I'm fine. And with then holiday. I'm fine Freddie, with Mer- Freddie Mercury was fourteen, and I was like, "Excuse me, John Lennon is better than Freddie Mercury." I'm gonna be real. I do think this is gonna be controversial. I okay. do think Beyonce is a very good singer, but I don't know if she deserves number eight. Like, is she amazing? Yes. Amazing performer. Yes. Especially, yes. I think Artist, she should be yes. on, on one to a hundred for sure. Yeah. I mean, one to, yeah, 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 that's what I meant. Yeah, no, I don't think John Lennon should be 12. Bob Dylan at 15, I was also kind of like, what? What? Like Prince at 16? Yeah. I just like I I just disagree. There was one that really got Oh yeah, they had Nina Simone at 21 and I was like, okay, she's got to be higher than that. Yeah. Oh, and then Elton John was 100. What? And I was like, well, "Excuse me." But Paul McCartney's 26. No, shut. Like n- no offense to any of these people, but I just Like they're all good. Yeah. I'm not saying they're good singers, but like Wait, no, you're not saying they're not good singers. It seems like they're yeah. combining not just though they're singing and like also their artistry. Yeah. But like you you made a list of best singers. You didn't yeah. make a list of best performers Artist. or artists or whatever. Okay, anyways, <laughs> this is not relevant to our podcast at all. Sorry, I wanted to like share that with you too, because <laughs> I wanted to get some of your takes. Yeah, I'm, like, not so sure about some of these. Some of them, I'm like, yes. being 39. I know. Some of them, I'm like, okay, okay. No, Ariana Grande is not, Ariana Grande is not 43. Because you can't (laughs) understand, like, anything she says. Absolutely Uh, not. Did they just put Ella Fitzgerald behind Ariana Grande? They really did, yes. Oh my god. <laughs> Hold up. They put Elton John behind Ariana Grande. I know. They put Amy Winehouse behind Ariana Grande. <laughs> this one's getting me the most mad. And I think she's a very good vocalist. But yes. I think there are many better vocalists than Ariana Grande. Yes. Patty LaBelle, better. Yes. That that was the thing. I'm not saying any of these people are bad singers. 
but the order has me a little like if they has said, me this questioning order, this is just like one through to 100 yeah good i'd be like okay Ariana but <laughs> before wow mm-hmm. before tina turner i know that's a hate crime <laughs> it is it really is i'm sorry <laughs> Okay. Um, okay. <laughs> anyway, um, mom, so you'll have to have a look at this and tell us what you think. Oh, one thing, shout out to mom, because last episode I said that the only thing holding me together was. Okay. <laughs> oh my God, a York peppermint, a York patty. peppermint patty. And we got home for Christmas. And there was a York peppermint patty on in both of our rooms. And she was like, you said it was the only thing. Here's another one. So true. She was like, no breakdowns in Christmas. Not tonight. Not tonight. I actually ate it the last day um, so that I always had it just in case. (laughs) 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 Well. Yeah. Would you like to tell a story, Sierra? Yes, I will tell a story. Did you tell so, a story last time? Yes. Oh, fuck. <laughs> it's okay. Oh. So, we lied about doing a live story. <laughs> so, okay, I I have to apologize for that. Sierra texts me. She's like, bring your microphone so we can record. And I go, <laughs> yes, I will. And I did bring it. Um, And then we came back to my apartment one night and then Sierra and I drove up to Fort Worth after and I said I don't need my microphone in Fort Worth but we hadn't recorded so (laughs) I just did I brought the microphone for like to Austin half of the trip but we didn't record and I took it out of my bag for some reason it's okay Um, so Sorry, it was not live. Um, see, but this this was a good way to procrastinate on like real work, like real graduate work. So that's why I did Making it. Making the planner. Because if I didn't make the planner, I wouldn't be able to plan ahead to do my work. So obviously that was more. There work. you go. Yeah. I love finding things that feel like work, but aren't actually work to procrastinate <laughs> work with. I think yes. it's actually my number one talent. I would say it's my number one talent but I think my number one talent is just like freaking out about work and then like laying still for a couple of hours oh I do that too (laughs) yeah I take it back that's my number one (laughs) the other one's my number two um and so I also I think I said last episode that I was going to do this one story in Shenandoah National Park I lied I'm not going to do that one next girl I get it I do that so, every time I'm always like and the next episode I'll do this and then I like never talk about it again it's still it's still on my docket but part of the reason why I didn't want to do it was I sent out a poll through anchor that was like what stories do you want to hear the most liked was cryptid story so I was like I'll do a cryptid story how many people did the poll one. One? Yeah. <laughs> I'm impressed even one person did it. So shout out. the person who did the poll. To be fair. I so I Wait, set it up. It? Oh, I have no idea. It's anonymous. Oh. <laughs> to be fair, I, I you said you were the person. And I was no. like, that, that's really funny. I so, <laughs> So I went on to Spotify to try to see how you do the poll because I wanted to make sure it was working and I couldn't figure it out. So the fact that one person did it is honestly pretty incredible. So shout out. It's like, you know that one thing where Nicki Minaj is like, shout out to, oh my God. Oh yeah, it was, it, it was shout out to Donatella who made 
who designed this dress and shout out to Michael B. Jordan because he's going to be taking it off me tonight. <laughs> Love That's it. how I feel about the person who did the poll. Yes. So whoever you are, thank you. Thank you. I couldn't see our raft. So you couldn't see our raft? Yeah, so can you share that with me? Yeah, I can share it with you. Here, do you want to go through the raft real quick? Since we haven't yeah. started the story? Yeah, I do. Mystery Mountain. Jump, Jump in. in. That was insane. Oh my goodness. Wait, I'm taking a picture of that. We're so good. <laughs> We're thank guys. Thank you so much. We're in the top 25% most followed podcasts, which really makes me feel really good about myself. <laughs> it I started a planner today and it has like my year in pixels and that automatically got a smiley face, you know? <laughs> it's so like a York peppermint pr- patty. This is a York peppermint patty for sure. I'm going to tell everyone that ever. I'm going to be like, my podcast is in the top 25% most followed podcast. So, I mean, I'm kind of like a big thing. Like, I'm not, but I'm kind of a big thing. That's kind so of fun. a big deal. I love you guys. This has made my <laughs> night. I feel so alive and so loved. I'm glad this is making you feel good. If you were the, if the, on Spotify... We were your number one podcast. <laughs> Send us an email at mysterymountainpodcast at gmail.com and say, I would like a peppermint patty and give me your address and I'll mail a peppermint patty to you. <laughs> I'm not kidding. I'll do it. You really will. That really made me feel good. Thank you. <laughs> I'm glad. All right. Now do you want to hop into the story? Yes. Okay. So today we are talking about Port Lock, Alaska, or Port Chatham. Technically two different places, but they're so close together, they're usually considered just one place. So do you know anything about this? No. Okay. Before I start, just want to have a shout out. So I originally heard of the story through Mr. Ballin. Amazing. I love Mr. Ballin. I love Mr. Ballin, too. And then a lot of the information I get is from actually a radio show. And it's from KINY Radio with Alex McCumbers in Alaska. Um, And the person that they had on was from the Juno Hidden History Society. I don't know. It was a Facebook group. Um, But his name is Brian Weed. So let's jump into it. So, the area. Port Lock, Alaska is established on the southern end of the Kenai Peninsula, um, and it was established in the early 20th century. And I do have a map to show you where it is. So, here's Alaska. So true. And then right here is the Kenai Peninsula. Oh. What is the second, what is the bird image on... (laughs) Show me. (laughs) (laughs) We have clearly pictures for this like episode saved. This is just what's in my mystery mountain pile. So I also have this, which is like was for Ape Canyon. (laughs) (laughs) And then there's just there's just a duck. (laughs) Can you send that to me? (laughs) There's a duck that just it looks really tired and it says I'm so ducking tired. It's you didn't even read it right. It says so ducking exhausted. (laughs) Can you please send that to me? I can send that to you. (laughs) I don't know why it's in this world. (laughs) Probably because I saw it and I was like, Haley would really like this. You're and you're right. The way I like, didn't know what you're saying, I was just like, "There's a duck in the bottom of the screen." Yeah. Anyway, the Kenai Peninsula. I'll post this on our Twitter. So it's south of Anchorage. Uh, so this is 
derived from the word um, Kinatsi, uh, which is from a tribe who historically inhabited the area and referred to the area as good land. <laughs> Straightforward. <laughs> to the point. I love it. Yeah. No. Um, <laughs> Beat around the bush on that one at all. Good land. It's good land. This good, good, good land. This area is today known as Alaska's playground, so it's very famous for tourism. Um, it's also one of the few places in Alaska that can allow for adequate growing seasons, so you can farm there. Oh. So that's part of the reasoning behind that. It. It's good land. Heard. It's good land. Yeah. So the town, getting into it. Uh, is 16 miles or 26 kilometers south of Seldova. It can only be accessed, or when it was a town, could only be accessed by plane or boat. So fairly That's remote. Cool. Yeah. Sometimes so I think that'd be fun, but then sometimes I think, like, what if a disaster happened? Yeah. No, but maybe I, that'd be better. It depends on where the, did the disaster happen in your town? Yeah, then bad. Then bad. See, because I I always think of like Balto, you know, where they had that. Mm. I think it was Scarlet Fever. I don't know. Scarlet Fever. Dog Disco Burr. <laughs> but anyway, where they had like that virus breakout and it was like killing a lot of people. And it was like, we can't reach there and it's too cold. The planes won't fly. So I would be scared of something like that. Yeah. No, fair. Valley. <laughs> I think sometimes I just like sometimes I just like want to live my Stardew Valley fantasy. Mm. And I don't feel like I can do that in a place that's not like extremely remote. No, I get that. And like the only like what is more remote than some place you can't even drive to? I don't know. There you go. <laughs> so yeah, it's it's fairly remote. Uh, Portlock was most likely named after Nathaniel Portlock, who was a British captain who sailed around here around 1786. So the town wasn't founded in 1786. It was founded uh, in the late 20th century, but there were still like some prospectors and stuff like that around. And officially, the first post office, first U.S. post office was established in 1921. Um, So the population was primarily of Russian Aleuts. Uh, so these are the indigenous people of the Aleutian Ion, I, ugh, Aleutian Ion, <laughs> Islands. <sighs> I love anonymity. Yeah. Um, so these are located like kind of between Alaska and Russia. Um, so it's a little bit more west than where the Kenai Peninsula is, but a lot yeah. of them had sort of come in inland for work do you ever think it's like crazy how close russia and alaska are all the time all i the time. feel like i learned that fact and then i like just it it's like an intrusive thought like it comes up <laughs> so much and and for what like why is that my fixation i think because i always whenever i think of russia i think of the european side of russia i think yeah. wow that's so far away that's so not close to Alaska. And then it is. And then you're like, oh, one, Russia is huge. And two, yeah. why do we have Alaska? Don't get me wrong. Love Alaska. But it's just the most random <laughs> I know, it's like chunk of land. Russia. <laughs> like, it's like not even attached. I, I don't understand it. I don't either. I'm glad we have it. Like, Pop off Alaskans, nothing against you guys. Just confused. The geography just confuses me. Anyway. Anyway. Geography's weird. I'm bad at it, like a true American. <laughs> and sometimes geography's a little scary. Yeah. So, anyway. Uh, the Aleut people. So these are the people that mainly made up the town. Um, and this is important because I said that, you know, these are typically indigenous people of the Aleutian Islands. And during a lot of the stories and like research I was doing, there's reference of 
some indigenous lore, but it's unclear if that's the Aleuts people lore or people originally from the Kenai Peninsula. Mm, heard. So I wanted to like make that clear since, you know, these are two distinct different or th- these are different people. In all of the kind of research I did, it just said the indigenous people of Alaska believed this. And it's like, well, but who? So anyway, just a point to make. No, thank you. I think it like sometimes it's I'm sure it's like a spoken like, you know, it's told been told through generations a little bit. Yeah. And sometimes I think those kind of lose some of their parts to it especially because for a bit there we were really not taking any spoken stories and histories like seriously we're like it's not written down yeah Uh, yeah so i did yeah i just wanted to make that point because i didn't want to discredit or kind of lump people all together yeah and that's also not right but i also could not find directly where some of what these sources are like actually pointing to. No, for sure. And I appreciate that is what I was trying to say in a bad way. No, you're good. I think I was just reiterating myself because I was like, I want to make this very clear. Yeah. So anyway, the town itself, it had become a popular spot for logging. It also had become um, a place for canning, fishing, especially salmon and a mining town, as there was a chromite mine not too far from town. Um, in fact, the, na- the town was nicknamed Chrome because of the mine. That's kind of cool. Yeah. People have said that they believe that this was going to become a major fishing spot and that the future looked really bright in the town and that there was a lot of sort of government interest in the town because there were so many great resources around there. However... In the late 1920s to early 1930s, and kind of onwards, things started to change for the worse. No. And that's it was, because... It's always, it's always the 1920, late 1920s, early <laughs> 1930s. Am yeah. I right, ladies? This is because men started to disappear from the town. Oh, that sounds good. No, oh, sorry. Well, maybe if their remains weren't then later found in the lagoon. Oh, okay, bad, bad, bad. Yeah. I'm like, woo, this time is getting better and better. No men. <laughs> Remote, it's like a woman only Stardew Valley. That's like literally. It's a woman only Stardew Valley. Remains started to be found, and specifically, and I apologize, this is maybe a little graphic for some people, but limbs started to be found as if they had been like ripped out of sockets. That is not Stardew Valley. <laughs> it is definitely not. <laughs> not Stardew Valley anymore. This is Don't Starve instead. Yeah. Great game. Love that um, game too. Yeah. I don't think I'd be happy there though. Different vibes though. Different vibes. And so at first people are like, maybe it's a bear attack, but this is when it started to get into, there's this apparently local native belief of the Nantanok. And other evil spirits. Ooh, spirits. Yeah. So there are some physical characteristics associated with the Nantanok. The Nantanok is described to be similar to the North American Sasquatch. Oh. Eyewitnesses. Oh. <laughs> you sound like you didn't I was like, oh. I thought like spirit meant like ooh, and I was like, ooh, is gonna have like no physical form, and then like Sasquatch. I'm like, oh, okay, well, there are some spiritual elements to it, which I'll get into. I think if this was Stardew Valley, I would just romance it. <laughs> you would romance the Nantanok. Yeah, Here, then, I have like, a I have a picture. Good. You want me to pull up a picture of absolutely, and I want to regret my sweetheart. Decision. There you go. There he is. Here's that looker. That's it. I can make it work. I've gone for uglier. Mysterious. <laughs> a woodsman. Uh, yeah, like he's kind of, he's kind of, he seems like I could fix him, you know? <laughs> Just need some manscaping and we're all good. 
And like, I could be like, no, shh, sh- no more limbs. No more limbs. <laughs> no more limbs. No, no more of that. Well, so, let me, let me tell you some more about him. Okay. This is like the game where it's like green flag and then like red flags and you gotta decide. <laughs> I don't know where the green flags been, but, you know. <laughs> Which of these are the green flags? Sarah, <laughs> so you're like, what the fuck? Do I need to fly out to Austin and like just slap some sense into you? Oh. Uh. <laughs> I just think I can fix them, but let's go. I just think I can fix them. It's that whole Phantom of the Opera thing all over again. I just think mom and dad should have been more worried <laughs> when I was so obsessed with Phantom of the Opera as a kid. And I did not like, if none of you guys have seen Phantom of the Opera or don't know this, I mean, it's pretty famous, but if you don't know the story, <laughs> essentially there's like this murdering guy who has a, a mask over half his face and like grooms a girl, like a young girl, and then hides under this opera. And then there's this like really sweet guy. <laughs> Raul. Sings, has money, gets a nice little ring, protects Christine. And I was so Teen Phantom. I was like, Raul's disgusting. I <laughs> want to marry Phantom. What? I think mom and I want to marry. The creep living in the basement. Literally, like literally, I want the murderer in the basement because he sings. Like I, they rowled it too. Okay, but the Phantom had hella candles, and that was nice. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, I just think like mom and dad should have like immediately put me into therapy when that happened, <laughs> but instead they were like, "Oh, here's like a here's a music box that's like sings music of the night." You can like fantasize more about this grooming murderer. <laughs> Anyways. I'm sorry, I don't know how to continue. This is gonna be such a chaotic episode. <laughs> it is as as most of our cryptic episodes are, though, to be fair. <laughs> okay, right, right, right. We're trying okay. to figure out if I can fix them. Let's keep going. No, let me let me keep describing and then you can you can tell me. You know, green flag, red flag. Okay. Um, so eyewitnesses and historians describe this creature as being eight feet tall. Green. Covered <laughs> in dark fur. Okay, I don't know, orange. <laughs> orange. <laughs> um, with sharp claws capable of ripping mammals apart with ease. It depends. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Context, you know. This gets into more of the spiritual stuff. So despite the creature's physical traits, many locals identify the Nantanok by its invisible traits, most like, or most importantly, the presence of strange illness when it's around. Red. <laughs> strange smells. Red. Not <laughs> and noises. Wait, sorry. Were you saying the last one? And noises. I'm pretty loud. I get it. And so this leads many people to think that the Nantok has a spiritual nature as well. Honestly, green. Spiritual nature. Like, <laughs> connect yourself to, to, I don't know. Become a force to be reckoned with. Yeah. Physical and spiritual. Like, clearly he's done some work on himself. Maybe not in the hygiene area, but... <laughs> uh, so the Nantok roughly translate to half man half beast and it has been said to be passed down through oral tradition for hundreds of years man on the streets beast of the sheets <laughs> no there's no streets you can't get there by car Haley. it's boat or plane uh, man in the boat beast in the sheets somebody sedate me <laughs> What is happening? You're just, you've been riding off that high of the Spotify raft. And, uh, I really have. That like changed my whole mood. But really, like, the digital footprint on this episode is going to come back to bite me someday. <laughs> oh, fun fact some incidents. At one point, there apparently had been 
an earlier native village in the area where Portlock was founded. But they had moved away long ago because of evil in the area. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, I lost my... You lost your dream thought? It was like missiles in area. What? What are you talking about? Wasn't there like a funny sign (sighs) in Animal Gordo? Like missile range? Like warning you you were on the missile range? Yeah. No. It's okay. Just keep going. (laughs) Okay. So the Nantanok is our main antagonist? I mean, the story. All right. From from the human's perspective, how's that? Okay. But there are also reports of tiny hairy creatures and a lady in black <laughs> that plagued the town. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> so let's get into it. We start with the tiny hairy creatures. Okay, so true. In 1900. Before the town was officially founded, there was a prospector who was wandering around the area. And he said that while he was looking around the area, looking for a place to sort of get his bearings and where see where he could uh, make camp, a group of hair-covered creatures ran at him. And the prospector, whose name was Thomas Bay, described them as, quote, The most hideous creatures. I couldn't call them anything but devils. All right. That's like a little rude. You just met them. Upon seeing the creatures advancing on him, he decided to run to his canoe to try to make an escape. And he says that when he got into his canoe and like started paddling off, the creatures ran up to the water's edge and then started to throw rocks at him. Like it was like, that's literally just me in like fourth grade. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> a small hairy creature that throws rocks yeah like I, like, <laughs> and she was so ugly she looks like the devil <laughs> someone's describing that all I can think of is that picture of you that looks possessed from our one gingerbread night literally see her like that's just <laughs> I had so I had such I mean I still do have hairy legs but like as a kid I like what I, I guys I can't explain it. I like the hairiest legs like literally I remember I was with my uncle at one point and he was like your legs I was like four no that's not true I was probably like but he was like your legs are hairier than mine and I was like because mm, I'm a real man <laughs> um anyways but I was really hairy and why was, this just I was me, really like, hairy self as a child what I'm sorry I'm just laughing at you <laughs> and I don't know where it's going. Oh, oh, oh. I know where I'm going again. Okay, and then I don't know why, but my mom posted this picture on Facebook and I found it like years later. And I look like I am on death's door. I am so sickly. And I was like seven, uh, so hairy child age. And I look like I'm from The Exorcist. Like for one <laughs> For some godforsaken reason, I'm wearing like an old white nightgown. You would think that photo was taken like to wear the fucking 60s. Like, what? <laughs> like, in this year of our Lord, 2007, why was I wearing that? So, anyways, I'm wearing this like nightgown. It like even has like a little like jacket piece to it. <laughs> um, I look so sick. Like, I literally look so sick. I don't know why. Like, the well, there's like circles around it was probably because you were crying at one point because it was gingerbread night <laughs> we can't even get into that but anyway that's a whole look, other that's a whole other thing i look so bad like i literally like if you if you brought that child up to me i would call child protective services and probably a doctor like <laughs> i look so bad and I have showed so many people that did that picture because I think it's so funny. And everyone's like, you look like a demon. Like, you, you look like you're possessed. And so I just think this guy's describing me. <laughs> I'd probably throw rocks at someone's like, you're so ugly, too. <laughs> okay, you're probably weren't a looker. You hear that, Thomas Bay? I forgot his name because he's so fucking stupid. 
And then he pulled their arm out on accident. He was just so strong and so buff. Yeah. 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 Um, so after these incidents, armed guards were set up around the town because people, again, were afraid to go to work, afraid to move around the town. And employers were like, okay, we need to get people to still be coming to work. So true. Also at this time, people started to report seeing a woman who would come out of a nearby cliff face. She apparently was eerily pale and had a long black dress that she would literally have to drag the train of it behind her. She would then scream and moan and then disappear back into the cliffs. That was just me in high school. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I'm sleepwalking. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Eerily pale, screaming and moaning. That's kind of funny, too. <laughs> like, I'm actually you're like, what the fuck is that noise? <laughs> and this woman's just like, what? <laughs> And I don't have any more information on her. That's all we have on her. Honestly, girl boss. <laughs> literally come out of the cliffs. I mm. bet she looks stunning in that dress. Mm-hmm. That's hilarious. <laughs> okay. So in 1930 or 1931, there was another major incident in which a logger was out working when something or someone hit him over the head. So when they found him, about 10 feet away from his body was a very heavy piece of logging equipment that it would have taken at least two men to move. And it had his blood all over it. And it appeared that his head had been bashed in with this piece of equipment. Um, that's a red flag. Okay. That one's red. Additionally, a little bit later, one resident saw a huge hairy man destroying fishing gear near the beach. He ran back to get his gun, but when he returned, the beast just stared at him and walked off. That's metal. <laughs> That's metal. That's really metal. I'm not going to lie. Oh, yeah. I think I can forgive that one. Mm-hmm. Overfishing's bad. He's right. In 1943... Another man called John Meyer was in a similar encounter as Albert Petka, where he was out in the woods with his dogs, where he when he got attacked by a creature that sort of beat up on him. Uh, the dogs eventually scared off the creature. John was able to make it back to town, described a large bipedal creature that beat him before dying of his injuries. God damn. Yeah. That one's not as funny as, like, the single punch. <laughs> Falcon punch! I shouldn't be laughing, but I just... Ugh. I definitely Drag- shouldn't You're be dragging me down to hell with you, Haley. But I feel like everything that happened... Be- Wait, no, never mind. I was gonna say, like, everything that happened before, like, 1940 was, like, it didn't really exist, so it's kind of funny, and then I, like, <laughs> was like, oh! <laughs> World War One <laughs> and the start of World War Two and like the Great Depression. Suicides. So no, it's not funny. <laughs> it's not funny. We just shits and giggles back then. I was like, it's fake. It's all fake back then. It didn't really happen. It did. It did happen. But the punch is a little funny. I'm sorry. So this one story, it's a little unclear when exactly it happened. But a piece was, or it was written about in 1973, and it was from a teacher who had originally lived in Portlock. And they told the story of some sheep farmers who went up into the mountains near Portlock with their flock, but never came back down. She claims that her father, who was part of the search party, found the members of uh, these sheep farmers, and they had been ripped apart. How were the sheep? I have no idea how the sheep were. I just feel like there's a theme, so I was trying to put something together, but... A little bit later on, um, after, or around 1940-something, men found 18-inch humanoid footprints in the forest. Oh my god. I know. So, 
A group of them followed it out to a clearing where they saw that there had been a huge struggle, uh, most likely between two large animals, broken branches, there was lots of blood, there was fur all over the place. They believed that at least one of the animals was either a moose or a bear. And what they saw was leading out of the clearing were those humanoid prints and drag marks. So it won whatever battle happened there. Red flag. I don't think I can fix them anymore. At that point, the men decided they did not want to follow the footprints anymore and went went back to town. Frankly, that's like the smartest choice anyone's made during any of our stories. So in about all, there were three dozen deaths attributed to the Nantanok in this town. Okay, red flag. As of 1949, within 72 hours, all of the residents had left the area. They said, we had enough. We're tired of living in fear. But he didn't kill any women. Yeah, as far as I could tell. She didn't kill any women. Maybe. We don't know. But yeah, so everyone everyone left the area except for the postmaster. So he couldn't leave the post office until it was officially closed. That's so sad. They're like, sorry, Jimmy, we're all gonna go. And he's like, please, you gotta still get the post out. And the postmaster said it was the most terrifying experience of his life. He would often hear strange noises coming from the woods. He would see odd humanoid shapes following him in the trees. But he finally left in 1950 when the post office officially closed down. Well, that's good. In 1970 or 1970s, there was a group of fishermen that got stranded in the area of Portlock, they had been out fishing, a storm rolled in, they decided to go to land to sort of wait out the storm. They made camp at the ghost town that was Portlock. Um, however, after setting up for the night, they reportedly saw something huge walking in the forest that scared them so badly, they went back on the boat into the storm. <laughs> Damn, it's kind of funny though. It also is said that, according to several village elders, that the hauntings that happen in Portlock have moved with the residents to Uh the newest or to the new town that they're in, which is Nanwalock. Um, So one theory is that, you know, something happened to someone in that community they kind of cursed that community and it followed with them. But I couldn't see a lot of the, like, what actually happened or what they said happened. Maybe they just, like, didn't want more people to move there. So they were like, yeah, he followed us. No, for sure, like, for sure he followed us. Yeah. So in the 19... And then someone's like, oh, have there been more deaths? No, no, but he, like, he followed us. Yeah. Don't risk it. So in the 1990s, this is kind of an interesting story. A paramedic in Anchorage was called out to help someone in Eagle River Jail who was suffering from a heart attack. Uh, the man suffering from the heart attack was a native man originally from the Kenai Peninsula. Um, at some point, the paramedic got the man stabilized, and he had mentioned that he had been hunting over by Portlock, to which the older man said, Did you see it? Did it bother you? Paramedic said, No. And asked the man what he was talking about. The older man who, um, or the patient, said that he was talking about the Nantanok. And that while he didn't see it, his brother had been chased by it. And so he's wondering if the paramedic had also been bothered by this creature. Oh. Apparently, the older man's brother described the creature as a large humanoid creature that was covered in hair and ran on two legs. Campers who venture out into the Portlock area claim to see uh, something bigger than the bear, than a bear watching them from the woods. I think it's kind of funny when people say things are bigger than a bear because bears literally vary so much in size. I know. Grizzly bear, massive. Black bears, not that big. And so a couple of the theories surrounding what actually happened 
is one theory is that there actually was, you know, this sort of spiritual element. You know, you have this kind of oral tradition going back a long time. Another theory is that it's just normal wildlife and that people mistook this as supernatural beings. But in reality, these were probably just bears and maybe some abnormally large and aggressive bears than what people were used to. The last theory is that, okay, maybe some of the deaths were caused by bears, but other people argue that there was a serial killer who was living in the woods. Wrong serial killer. From the 1920s to the 1950s. Like ripping limbs out? I know. I would much easier, I think it's more likely it was an animal than it was a like there's a, a person. lot of wild, wildlife there and like yeah so you can technically still go and camp out there however a lot of the town has been destroyed a lot of the buildings have been burned down um partially because of like irresponsible campers um so actually the only building that remains slash the only picture of what it currently looks like is this one lone building here I'll show you. So this is what Portlock looks like now. That kind of makes me sad. Another kind of notable thing that kind of gives an idea of like maybe there is something mystical is to some the trees have grown around the town or like enveloped around the town sort of unnaturally fast. Hmm. So a lot of times what you'll see is that certain trees grow better in packed dirt versus loose dirt. And so around a town where there would be footpaths and stuff like that, you would expect fairly packed dirt. But the trees growing in this area tend to prefer looser soil, which you would expect to see a lot later in sort of the forest reclaiming this area. So a lot of people find that as kind of weird of like the forest is already reclaiming Port Lock. Like, it was never meant to belong to humans. Interesting. And our last update, and this is very important, spring 2021, Discovery Plus filmed a reality TV series on Portlock. (laughs) Of course. Alaskan Killer Bigfoot, which follows a scout team exploring the ruins of the abandoned village. Have you watched it? Is it good? No, I I didn't watch it. I didn't watch it. Oh, it's on Discovery Plus. I don't have that. And I'm not going to pay for it for this. <laughs> but I That's thought you should so know. Funny. No, I, I I wanted to know. That's so Discovery. Don't you think it's, like, funny that, like, those kind of channels used to, like, do things really? Like, like, like when Mythbusters? did the Mystery Channel become the Alien Channel? I know. Yeah, like, Discovery had, like, Mythbusters. <laughs> or Shark Week. Real things. Yeah, so that is the story of Port Lock, Alaska. Well, that was cool. Um, I can't fix him. <laughs> I can't fix him. I, I'm kind of glad you came to that conclusion. <laughs> I think we've really gone through like a full character arc. Thank you. I'm constantly striving to grow as a person. <laughs> well... Um. Thank, that was a fun one. Thank you. I'm glad you liked it. Sorry for the unhinged energy. I'm not. If you don't like it, don't leave a review and please <laughs> exit. Please just leave Bye. quietly. Yeah. Uh, my offer still stands. Peppermint Patty. York Peppermint Patty. To <laughs> the number one listeners on Spotify. <laughs> uh, remember, our email is mystery mountain podcast at gmail.com we have a twitter mystery mtn pod see our postings on there post the pictures referred that i referred to in this episode including the picture of the nantanok the man the myth the legend the man the myth the legend please also rate and subscribe but only if you're going to be nice when rating so true you can see how quickly my mood can change, so... Um, <laughs> be the York Peppermint Patty in someone's day. Be, be the York Peppermint Patty.
and someone's sick. That's such new closing line. And yeah, I think I think that's about it. Unless you have anything else, hey boo. No. Just right. just thinking about my life choices right now. <laughs> okay. And we'll see you next time on Mystery Mountain. Bye.